the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that's called Recovery and Restoration. That I really hope is being a blessing to you. Saints of God, our God is good to us. He not only saved us, but he made a whole lot of awesome promises that he desires to do for us. In Joel chapter 2, we'll find one of those promises that God made to me and you. It's a promise that he'll restore everything that has been lost and or stolen from me and you. That's if we believe God's promise is true and let God fulfill in our lives the promise that he made to me and you. That's why I'm excited to share with you a little more today about what the Bible has to say about the recovery and restoration that God wants to cause and to come to pass in our lives so that both me and you can experience in our lives the recovery and restoration that God wants to bring in the lives of me and you. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Recovery and Restoration. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Joel chapter 2. We're going to continue in this teaching that we started just a little while back. It's called Recovery and Restoration. Because this is a time where God is causing the recovery and restoration of all that it is he's stolen. All that the devil has stolen, not God has stolen, that the devil has stolen. The devil has pilfered from us and kept us from being able to step into. He said, he bring a restoration and recovery to me and you. We're going to read, of course, the foundational text, do a very brief review. Then we're going to move forward into today's stuff, which I'm telling you, it's going to bless you. If you got any to hear what the Lord's going to say to you in Jesus name, Joel chapter two. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word. Begin reading in verse 21. It says, fear not, O land. Be glad and rejoice, for the Lord will do great things. Be not afraid, ye beasts of the field, for the pastures of the wilderness do spring. For the tree beareth her fruit, the fig tree and the vine do yield their strength. Be glad then, ye children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God. For we have given you the former rain moderately, and he will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. And the floors shall be full of wheat, and the vat shall overflow with wine and oil. And I will restore to you the years that the locust hath eaten, the canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm, my great army, which I sent among you. And ye shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. And praise the name of the Lord your God that have dealt wondrously with you, and my people shall never be ashamed. And ye shall know that I am in the midst of Israel and that I am the Lord your God and none else. And my people shall never be ashamed. He's talking about us. Praise God. 
this is what he's going to do for us. He's going to call recovery and restoration to be able to happen for us so that we can rejoice in the Lord our God and not be ashamed because he did everything he said in his holy name when he came through and everything that he said he would do so that he can then be able to be a, a blessing to us and restore to us the years that were stolen from me and you. We've been looking at various things that it is that God wants to recover in our life, restore in our life, to be able to cause to be back in our lives that were supposed to be there. Included in that, we've been looking at the recovery of relationships, restoration and recovery of relationships. Whereas we found out that God will cause the recovery of broken relationships. Whatever caused them to be broken, God said, I can fix it because God is a, is a, is a relationship fixer. He can put things back together again and make it as though they never, ever, ever came to an end and be able to cause things to be able to happen beautifully like he wants it to do. That's what God can do for me and you. We were looking over the last few times at examples of restoration of broken relationship. Various examples of it. Man, we looked at everybody and saw, not everybody, but we looked at a lot of everybody's and saw how it is that God restored relationships. I mean, between brothers, between siblings, between husbands and wives, between wives and husbands, between, I mean, everybody. We're family, fathers and, and sons and sons and daughters and, and all that kind of stuff. We looked at all that kind of stuff. Last time we got together, we even looked at how it is that God caused a restoration and a recovery to Abram and Sarah's relationship, Abraham and Sarah's relationship, even if he did her straight wrong. I mean, just straight wrong. Not only did he recover the relationship and bring it back together, but he restored the relationship too, to the point that she called him Lord and didn't call him another four letter word. Praise God based upon what he did because she jammed, he jammed her, you know, seriously. But at the same time, God not only brought her back, but he restored the relationship back and caused everything to work out beautifully like it's supposed to, which will dovetail into what it is that we're going to talk about today. Because remember, when, got to turn my head, remember, praise God that when, 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 um, amen, that when their relationship was broken and messed up, blessed be the name of the Lord. It ended with Isaac, who is laughter in such a way where God not only brought back the relationship and restored it, but he brought laughter to the relationship in such a way where they was able to enjoy one another like they were supposed to do and like they was always supposed to do, despite what happened um, that the scriptures tell is true. Today, we're going to go into another restoration that God wants me to speak about before this, end, this year ends, and that is the restoration of joy. The restoration of joy. That restoration of joy includes joy that we had and experienced in our lives. Notice my past tense, conjugation of the verb. That we had and enjoyed in our lives. The joy that we had and experienced in and from our service to God. Because many of us once enjoyed our service to God. Praise God. And the restoration of joy, which includes the joy of our salvation too. Because God wants us to restore, he wants to restore for us the joy of our salvation so that we can enjoy every day that we saved like he wants us to do. Let's begin in Ecclesiastes chapter 2. We're talking about the restoration of joy. Where God wants to bring it back, restore it. And it's quiet, it's got to make it even more than it was before. In such a way as we'll look back and think that we was always that way since we walked through salvation's door. Ecclesiastes chapter 2. 
Let's begin reading at verse 26. The preacher reads like this. It says, for God giveth to a man that is good in his sight, wisdom and knowledge and joy. But to the sinner, he giveth travail to gather and to heap up. Where's it got heaped up travail that he may give to him that is good before God. This also is vanity and vexation of spirit. Notice, for God give it to a man that is good in his sight. Now, we are people who are considered good in God's sight. Good because we are his. Praise God. We accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And because we are the righteousness of God in him, now that we are in Christ, we are good in God's sight. And so one of the things that we see that God will give us is joy. God will give us wisdom. You know, wisdom is rightfully ours. We can be able to receive wisdom anytime we want to. All we have to do is ask him, him and he will give it to us liberally and upbraid us not. He'll give us knowledge, praise God. Smart than a mug because God will give us the know-how to be able to do anything that he tells us to do and anything that we want to do. God will show us how to get it done so that we can do what he wants us to do. But notice he'll also give us joy. Hallelujah. He'll give us joy. God gives joy to his people. Look at your neighbor and say, you're looking at one of his people. Praise God. Yeah, because God gives joy to the people. It's available, and, it's, and, and God will restore it to me and you. Even if we had it and lost it, God said, I'll give it back to you in such a way as he'll restore the joy in the midst of our life. God gives joy to his people. Now, this is contrasting the sinner and the saint, the sinner and the saint, the one who is, is, and the one who ain't. Whereas the sinner doesn't receive from God joy, but the saint does. But the saint does. And the joy of the Lord is rightfully ours. Because we have opportunity to receive it because we're his. Turn to Romans chapter 5, please. This talks about how we became his. And what benefit of the cross came as a result of us becoming his. Romans chapter 5, verse 11. Let's do 10 and come down. It says, for if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. So we don't only get a chance to be saved. We also got a chance to have joy, too, because uh, as a result of us being saved, Joy becomes available to me and you, which means that we who are people who are his are supposed to be a people who have joy. We're supposed to be a people that walk around with joy every day of our life. We saved every day of our life. And since we saved every day of our life, we're supposed to have joy every day of our life because of the fact we saved joy is supposed to be mine's and yours, too. Which means that we're supposed to walk around every day of our life in joy and enjoying life like we're supposed to. Because we're walking around in the joy that God gives to me and you. See, our joy is in God, and it's available through Jesus Christ. And as long as we stay mindful of what he's already done for me and you, as long as we stay mindful of how he's already saved me and you, then we can have joy regardless of whatever else happens in the midst of our life. No matter what happens to us, we can still be able to walk around in joy all the time of our life. Because remember, joy isn't based upon what happens. Joy is based upon a close personal relationship with God. Joy is based upon a close personal relationship with God. And because we have a close personal relationship with God, we can live our life in joy every day of our life. Oh, yes, we can. 
In fact, when heaven, uh, when, when Jesus came to earth, heaven testified to us of what we were going to have and what we was going to be able to enjoy as a result of God sending his holy boy. Turn to Luke chapter 2, please. Thank you, Lord Jesus, because you know he said unto us, a child is born and a son was given. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. All that, praise God. Of course, since man didn't know how to respond to it, the angels in heaven, the messengers in heaven had to tell us how to respond to it. Luke chapter 2, beginning verse 10. It says, and the angel said unto them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of good of great joy which shall be to all people for unto you is born this day in the city of David a savior which is Christ the Lord notice I bring you good tidings of great joy which shall be to all people great joy why because he sent him to all people and all the people who receive him will get a chance to receive that joy too and not just joy great joy we can be able to walk around in too Well, if we got more joy than a little bit, we got joy coming out the kazoo. We got so much joy that we share with other people and and, and, and they experience the joy when they're around me and you. Heaven declares that great joy will come to the people through Jesus Christ. I got anybody in here that got Jesus Christ in the midst of their life. Well, then that means this joy that's going to be manifesting back in your life is one that you are eligible for. Because he promised us already, heaven promised us already great joy. Which means if we ain't walking around with it right now, then there's some recovery and restoration that needs to happen to me and you. If we're not walking around with that kind of joy, then that means that something happened to be able to stop that from happening to you. But I know a God that can stop that even from happening and cause it to be able to once again happen for you. Turn to 1 Peter chapter 1. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word. We're talking about the recovery and restoration of joy. Great joy. Hallelujah. Joy, joy in my soul. Joy, joy, God's great joy. Joy, joy. Watch yourself. Beautiful joy. Sweet, beautiful. Ground, what kind of joy? Oh, oh, joy. I take that. Joy. I don't think that was it, but I'll take it. Praise God. I can fit in so I can keep moving. Soul saving joy. Oh, joy. Down in my soul. Whoo. Sing it like you mean it. First Peter chapter one. <laughs> Verse eight. Speaking, of course, how Jesus Christ is coming to our life and the benefit that came as a result of it. It says, whom having not seen. Speaking of we, we are saved by somebody we ain't even seen. Having not seen, ye love. I got anybody in here that love God? Amen. Ye love. In whom, th- whom, though now ye see him not, yet believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. And joy unspeakable and full of glory. Which means somebody you don't even see is going to provide you some joy that everybody can see. The one that you can't even see will provide you with some joy that's unspeakable and full of glory for everybody else to see. That's what God wants to do, is he wants to give you a joy that's going to be recognized through you. That's going to cause other people to be able to recognize what he's done and what he's doing for you. 
The joy we receive from the Lord is beyond description. He's telling you it's kind of joy that's going to be coming your way. It's going to be beyond description. And, and because we love God, a joy is experienced by us that we can't even describe. We ain't even going to be able to describe. Somebody's going to say, tell me how you feeling. You say, I can't even tell you how I'm feeling. All I can say is joy. Joy. God's great joy. That's all I can say. It's joy. Joy. Down in my soul. Sweet. Beautiful. Soul saving joy. Oh, joy. Down in my soul. They're going to be sitting there looking like, I don't even understand. You say, I know. Because you got to receive Jesus like I do. And be able to keep your mind on like I do. But although we have Jesus Christ in our lives. I got anybody with Jesus Christ in our life. Some saints don't have joy in their lives. Mm-hmm. They had it, but they don't have it. They had it, but they don't have it. Now, there's a myriad of reasons why that can occur. And because y'all was in there praising God so long, I ain't got time to give you all these reasons. But I got a few that I can give you. Turn to Mark chapter four, please. Mark chapter 4. Here's one of the reasons why people who should have that joy don't have that joy. No condemnation. It's just information. Mark chapter 4. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word. Beautiful joy. Oh, joy. Down in myself. Mark chapter 4. Of course, Jesus is the word of God who we receive. That once he's placed into the midst of our life, it's supposed to cause a production of things in our life. We find out one of the things that's supposed to manifest is great joy. But sometimes something can stifle that from being able to manifest in the midst of our life like it's supposed to. Mark chapter 4, verse 18, reads like this. Letters in red is what Jesus says, so you know he ain't lying. He said, and these are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word, and the cares of this world. And the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things entering in choke the word and it becometh unfruitful. Which means where the fruit of joy is supposed to be manifested in the midst of our life. That's supposed to be manifested in the midst of our life. Especially since Jesus Christ has been sown into the midst of our lives. But at the same time, although he's there, sometimes the manifestation of the joy ain't there. And the reason why is because those things are what's there. And they're choking out the ability for the joy to be able to manifest like it's supposed to. Things like he told you, praise God, when he he, he said it to you, verse 19. It says, in the cares of this world, sometimes the cares that we run into cause us to not even really understand, much less experience the joy that's available to me and you. Because we too caught up in the cares of this world, what I got to do, what I got to handle, what I need to do, what I need to handle, all these things that's going on. I, I'm thinking so much about that that I forget about my Savior and I forget about what he makes available to me. So I take my focus off of the one who is the author and finisher of my faith and begin to start thinking about what I got to deal with and what I got to do. Sometimes it's the deceitful niche of, of riches where we're going after these riches. 
You know, even so I want to be one of the millionaires in the billionaire church. Praise God. I know I'm anointed to prosper. Praise God. But at the same time, even though I'm anointed to prosper, I operate in the flesh trying to prosper. Praise God going after this because my mind is always on it and I'm thinking always about it. And I'm turning away from the things that I'm supposed to be focusing on so that the money chase me. But now I'm chasing the money and doing what I'm not supposed to do. Sometimes it's the deceitfulness of riches. Sometimes it's the lust of other things, other things. You know, that's any kind of thing. That's other than the things that he's already talked about. Was we so thinking about things? We so much going after things. We so involved in things. Just this thing, that thing, and other kind of things, and this and that thing, and that and this thing, and all kind of things cause us to not receive the joy that God does bring. And because of that, we don't have the joy that we're supposed to have. We got cares that we haven't cast upon the Lord. We, we're going after the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things. But it causes us to not receive the joy that God has in store for me and you. Luke chapter 8, even though we know that the seed that God sows into our life is an incorruptible seed that's always supposed to bring forth a hundredfold into the midst of our life, it won't bring any of the fold in the midst of our lives because we're too concerned about other things to be able to have the joy that we're supposed to have. I don't understand why I ain't receiving the joy. I do because you're thinking about this, worried about that, concerned about this, caring about that. Luke chapter 8, verse 14, he said it this way here. Luke chapter 8, verse 14. He said, and that which fell among thorns are they which when they have heard go forth and are choked with cares and riches. And here's another one he added, pleasures of this life and bring no fruit to to perfection. Well, sometimes it's even the pleasures of life that can get in the way. Well, we become hedonists and we get so concerned about us receiving this and enjoying this that we somehow or another miss out on the joy that God gives to me and you and then stop having the joy that we used to have. Because now we're, you know, enjoying ourselves with the things that God gave us. Sometimes, you know, you know how it works. You've been around the church for a while. Sometimes God can even bless people right out to church. Praise God. He can bless people right out to church. That wasn't his intention. He blessed people with what it is that they wanted, what they asked for. But they got so excited about getting what they asked for that they ain't coming to church no more or doing what it is that they used to do, you know, before he gave them what he gave them to do. Yeah. Whereas they get to enjoying the pleasures of this world. Praise God. When they're sitting up playing, you know, video games. Praise God. And shouting about their high score. And stuff like that. But yet when they look at Joe, it's got a low score. It's not, it's not even there no more. Whereas they're just concerned about everything else. Even many of the things that God gives that he wants you to enjoy. But not to take his place. And not to get in the way of what he wants to do for you on a given day. Is anybody listening to me up here? Because sometimes it's riches and the pleasures of life that can get in the way of you receiving the joy that God has for you in your life. Because the joy of the Lord is replaced by the pleasures of life. The joy of the Lord is replaced by the happiness that we have in life. So because of those happenings are happenings, then we no longer plugged in what's necessary to get the joy that we're supposed to get. And we're so satisfied with the happiness that we ain't even noticing that there's joy is not there until the happiness goes away. And it ain't nothing there like it's supposed to be because joy is supposed to be there regardless. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the word of God had to say about the recovery and restoration that God wants to bring our way. I hope I'm making it clear to all the listening children of God that your Father wants to bring recovery and restoration to you. 
His word is clear that he's willing and wanting to do it. So come on, saints, let's let God do it. Let's let him bring recovery and restoration to us. If you want to hit a message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. If you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. And don't forget, if you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service that'll pick you up at home and then drop you all at home after the service. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be more than glad to come and get you. And to all the married people in San Antonio and surrounding areas, if your desire is to draw closer to one another and to have a better marriage, I got just a thing for you. We invite all the married people in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Covenant Partners Fellowship on this Friday. It's a monthly marriage seminar that God has brought here to San Antonio that'll help the marriages here in San Antonio. It's a monthly marriage seminar that you don't have to fly away to or pay half your pay to go to. It's free, and it's right here in San Antonio just for you. It's an evening out for the married people that's done on the third Friday of every month where the wildest wedding folk in San Antonio and surrounding areas come together in a casual atmosphere and have food and fun and fellowship and get a powerful word from God that'll help you take your marriage to another level. So come on through. You'll go from being married to happily married, I guarantee you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 7 p.m., and it lasts until... Hey, it's a night out. You don't need to find a babysitter because child care is provided at no charge. Need a ride? VIP transportation service is available for this too. So come on and spend one evening out of the month investing in your marriage so that it can be as good as God designed it to be and get even better than you ever thought it could be. Whether both of you come or one of you come, just come on through. You'll be so glad you did that is with or without your boo. Your marriage will never be the same. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. When you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 